Good morning. This is so unorthodox for me to even do something like this. However, I feel the need to say something because enough is enough. And I hope that this will help enlighten, give courage for anyone and everyone to say something. We take the phrase, if you see something, say something lightly. That's so important in our community, especially. We have a knack of closing the door and pulling down the blinds walking out the door and pretending like you're not saying anything and saying what's up. That's not cool. So it brings me to say, doing this podcast will hurt a lot of people. And at this point, I don't care because the people that these secrets and lies have hurt are so important to me and because I am included in that part of keeping the secret I also have passed along a generational curse so it's real generational curses are real it bothers me deeply when I hear or see or read people make comments about if something happened to you as a kid, you grown now, get over it, move on. Yeah, you do move on. You move on as best you can. But you don't understand that whatever that incident happened, whatever that was that happened to you at that moment in time, you stop growing. I don't care what you become, how su successful you are, but whatever happened to you, at that moment, you stop growing. And I am going to begin this podcast, but I'm going to pass it along to several other people because of the destruction. The destruction is holding it in and letting it build. And once you do that, the character that you become, it's not real. In some cases, not all. But if you dig deep enough, you'll find that I'm right. So, this is just the beginning. I'm just testing it out to see how well people receive this topic. And I must reiterate, it's going to touch people in a way they ain't going to like it. And I'm sorry, and I'm not sorry. But truth be told, this has destroyed a lot of people whom I love so much. And the relationships that they've had throughout their lives, it stems from the secrets, the lies, and the destruction. To be continued... Good morning. 
At first, I wanted to invite people in to this conversation this morning. But there's a few things that I would like to get off my chest. And I think that this will open the door or maybe even close some doors. Who knows? At this point, it needs to be said. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to start from the beginning. Living in the South, it gets very, very hot. And it was pretty racist back then, growing up. It was so, it, it would get so hot at times that when it rained, we would have our swimming pool was the front ditch when it over flooded. And that was our pool. I mean, snakes, everything. We never thought about snakes, spiders, getting cut, anything. We just thought about having fun. And that is what we did. So, on certain days in the South, black people were allowed to go to the community swimming pool. But that was just on certain days. We were super excited on those days to go to the swimming pool. It was overcrowded, being as though we may have had one or two days, if that. I'm not sure, but be as it may. Um, I was supposed to be in care of my older brothers at the swimming pool. And, I mean, through no fault of their own, they were being kids. And they were doing what teenage boys do at a swimming pool with <laughs> other girls. Their age, I'm sure, of course. But... I was left unattended, so they thought. Anyway, this particular day, I'm in the swimming pool. I was maybe four or five years old, and um, I was alone watching other kids play. Didn't have anybody to play with, so I was splashing water at myself and splashing water at other kids, but no one would ever take the bait and play with me. Never knew why, but I was always an outcast, a different person, an outsider because of my skin color and my hair texture. We'll get into that at a later date. At a later date. Back at the swimming pool, one of my brother's friends decided that they would watch me, and he did, so... I, <laughs> ooh, wee. So, <clears throat> this day, in this pool with this guy, five years old, he decided to play with me, you know, come over and splash water in my face and dunk me under the water and pick me up and throw me in the air and things of that nature. He would do it several times. Um, one time, he did it. He put me on his back. And when he helped me on his back, his neck in the pool, his finger kind of slipped. Okay, that was a I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry's word, the thing. If you say I'm sorry... That means it's okay. All is forgiven. As a five-year-old back in the day. 
So he kept playing. I hope, I hope y'all didn't hear my stomach growling. Anyway, so we kept playing. He kept playing with me and, you know, swimming, taking me under the water, taking me over to the deep end. And once we got over to the deep end, I couldn't have... Um, once we got over to the deep end, being five years old, I couldn't feel the bottom of the pool. So I had to rely on him to hold me up, to keep me from going under, and to pretty much protect me in the deep water. Oh, wow. My brothers are over in the corner kicking it and playing with their classmates and those little females. And I'm, you know, having fun in the swimming pool. And it happened again. This time, this guy, he kind of slid my panties to the side and said it again. It got caught on my finger. Oops, I'm sorry. The second or third time, I'm sorry, the third or fourth time, I was having a good time in the swimming pool, given the fact that nobody was playing with me or no one was paying any attention with me. I kept playing with this guy, and in a sense, he kept playing with me. <laughs> he would slide my underwear over in the water. He would slide his fingers on my, my hoo-ha and take me under the water, splash water in my face, put me in his bag. This is the, I'm sorry. He would distract me from what was taking place, which at that time, at that point, I was having fun, and he was showing me attention and affection, and he cared. Being a youngest of 11, 10, I don't know how many I am, I, 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 11, I think it is of us. I was the baby. <laughs> I was the tattletale. I was always left by myself pretty much in a sense the street I'm sorry the neighborhood kid I would go from house to house for attention clean up watch TV um, eat lunch eat dinner at these people houses in the neighborhood of course everybody knew our family um, from one end of the block to the next I would touch everybody's house just to say, hey, how you doing? Come on in. You need something to eat? That was the thing back in the day when those kids, <laughs> when old folks see you coming, come on, sit down, eat something. They would always think that you were hungry and want to feed you every time you go to their house. But I enjoyed that because there was attention, love, and affection that I was getting outside of home. <clears throat> so, back at the swimming pool with this guy. Hmm. He had his way with me in that swimming pool, but I didn't know the difference at the time because I was having fun in the deep water, on the deep end. Every kid wants to be in the deep water at a young age, and I was. So once he finished, um, we went back over to the kiddie pool. He dropped me off, left me, went on by the business. <laughs> And it was almost time to go because it was dark outside. It was getting dark. 
And you know, when the street lights come on, you had to get home before those streets lights come on. You had to make it home before those street lights came on. Otherwise, you get the business. <laughs> Everybody knows if you are not in that front yard when those street lights come on, it's a wrap. You want to punch me and you getting your ass whooped. Ha ha ha. So, that was that. On the way home, I'm trying to explain to my brothers and everything, but they weren't listening because they were still enjoying the company of their friends. It was about time for everybody to go in the house. So, um, never talked about it again. The next day, I knew who this person was. So, I would walk to his house. I would go to his house. Just for that affection, because he paid me attention. Um, people will actually disagree with what I am saying, and that's fine and cool. That's fine and cool, because if that is the case, then that just further proves my point. So, I welcome the comments, the criticism, rebuttals, or whatever else you people got to say, and I know who you're talking, I, I know you guys know who I'm referencing to when I say you people. I've had it with you guys. It has been a struggle my entire life to try to connect, not even only with those guys, but just co connect in general. I have never, well, let me back up. When I say people will... Um, disagree with what I'm saying. And that's cool. I'm fine with that too. I say that to say that growing up in a large family, you would think that you would have an e connection, an emotional connection, a link, an emotion, or something, something that you will feel toward your siblings. I'm just going to put it out there. And it is crazy that I don't. It is hurtful that I don't have a connection with any of my brothers and sisters. None. One particular one, and he is my LB, I'll just put it that way. And um, that that was the strongest connection I've ever had with a sibling in this family. All of the other ones I could honestly say, given the fact now that they were not real. I would watch people in their families, how close they were, are. And how they would go out shopping together and have dinner together and things of that nature. I would do that with my sisters. I would actually go and pick them up and take them out to lunch. Um, I would switch up between the two. I would take one this time, one weekend, and then I would go and take the next out the next weekend. But I'm always giving, giving, giving. Giving, 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 giving. Um... I was trying to do anything and everything just to get or feel some type of connection with anybody within this circle. And I can't because they always 
always, always, always end up doing dumb shit. Anyway, this guy at the swimming pool, um, I would look for him often. Um, I don't know why because of what he did, but I guess I do know why and then I don't know why. I know why because of the attention. I shouldn't have because it was a danger, but I wasn't taught that. I didn't know that. Now, when I said earlier that <clears throat> people may disagree <laughs> with what I'm saying, hmm. yeah, um, there are quite a few instances, instances that has occurred or that has happened. And I would love for y'all, you, somebody, they there are quite a few instances that has that had taken place in my life before I reached the age of ten, and all of which I was left alone outside of one particular time, but that's another subject too that has brought me to start this podcast so that other subject. Is the touchy subject. And I'm going to wait on my other siblings to grow some balls and tell the truth. So, yeah, I definitely look for this guy all the time. It had gotten to the point to where as when I would go to certain houses that it became a normal thing for me to be touched in certain ways before the age of 10. Um, maybe before we actually left our hometown. So it has become a touchy subject in this family because I'm finding out recently that it has affected Quite a few people, sexual abuse, sexual assault, molestation, all that crap has taken a toll on a lot of people in this family. And the secrets have destroyed the character of quite a few members of this family and has actually caused a lot of confusion within itself. As to where do I belong? How do I fit in? Why does this happen to me? What did I do? Why can't I be happy? Why can't I be happy? Why can't I have a connection? A hundred percent. And be happy. That's the million dollar question right there. So, as I stated yesterday... I'm just testing this out. I mean, I've already gotten um, a lot of negative. I don't want to say a lot of negative. I would say I've gotten a few texts and a phone call or two. um, Congratulating, happy, and not so happy. And I am hoping 
And I am, I'm just going to say, I am hoping that this will open the doors to some people, to a lot of people regarding keeping secrets and how deadly and detrimental and hurtful it is growing up. I held on to this secret all my life because I did not want to hurt anyone. And in recent investigations and research, I came to the conclusion that I am not the only one. And that leads me to say, if I am not the only one, then why was I not protected from the monster within? 